why do you need to wreck this money? Because it's wreckable, all right? I took another look at it and I changed my mind. Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out if you want to go over to thehate.com. Hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. You What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. It is your boy, it is Memphis, and I am flying solo. There is no man of the hour, and man, with the power of Jerry Sinclair, this one's on me. I had to record way outside of our normal recording window. Jerry has one of them things called a life and a wife, and we couldn't find time to connect. So, Wanted to jump right into a show. My goal is to go a a quick 30, a hard 30. And if there's uh let's see what we can talk about with uh dynasty fantasy football before I jump into that real quick. Uh keep you apprised of the rundown, what's going on right now. Uh maybe no Jesse and Chad this week. Uh one of the guys had a life emergency actually pop up. So my goal is on Wednesday night, which would be live on YouTube. So if you're listening to this Wednesday in the car, on your way to work, at work, what have you, first of all, thank you for downloading and listening. My goal is to find a guest and jump on and do a little extra fantasy slash dynasty content on a Wednesday night. So that way we'll have uh, some additional shows for the week. Uh, Expect, you know, expect the unexpected. You know, we are fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football content creators, but things in life do pop up. Uh, Our boy Kyle has been the steady Eddie. He has been doing his waiver wire sniping. He's been doing that live on YouTube only on Saturdays, and then he uploads it on Sundays for a podcast. He's also been doing his waiver wire show on Monday evening for a Tuesday podcast. Obviously, it's Wednesday, so you know there's going to be a podcast. I mean, we're going on like four plus years of that, and that's why I'm here today. And we'll get you some more content. And then the Daily Destroyer, Lou and Tyler are back. They've been kicking ass. They've been taking names, and that's been dropping on Friday. So real quick, I'm going to get into good people, bad tweets, But I want to make sure that I continue to ask for five-star reviews. Man, do us a solid. If you're listening to this in podcast form, hit pause. Not now. Now. Right now. Hit pause. Go into the hosting platform. Leave us a five-star. And you can say some nice words. You can, you know, whichever show you like, your favorite, what have you. 
and it goes a tremendous way in supporting the show. Same thing with YouTube. Even if you don't have a YouTube, does your kid have a YouTube? Does your wife have a YouTube? Go in there. Just hit the subscribe button. Uh, again, takes just a quick hot second, but these are the things that go a long way toward helping us grow the network, trying to do some new stuff. Uh, again, life continues to get in the way, but I still think that when our content hits the air, it's the best fantasy and dynasty content in the game today. So at Dynasty Warzone on YouTube and wherever you're listening to podcasts, five-star reviews, subbing everywhere, liking videos, thumbs up. That is a tremendous, tremendous way to support the show. All right. Thanks for subscribing, liking, reviewing everything everywhere. It is a tremendous help for the Dynasty Warzone and all of the shows. So uh, guess what? Guess what, motherfucker? Uh, it's time for everybody's favorite good people with bad tweets. But in this case, it's actually a good person with a good tweet. And this is a repeat. Now, he's had a bad tweet before, but today I saw this tweet. I liked this tweet. I retweeted this tweet, and it is Frank Amarante, and that's at F-A-M-M-I. R-A-N-T-E-T-F-J, and Frank Amarante said, unpopular opinion, but don't bet on any time touchdown props. Frank, I could not agree with you more. I've been reading projections for fantasy football on a weekly basis going back to the mid-2000s, 2006, 2007. I used to scrub ESPN, Fox Sports back in the day. FoxSports.com had some of the best rankings every week. And they used to rank the number of touchdowns scored by a percentage. So like back in the day, Steve Smith used to be with the Carolina Panthers and then the, the Baltimore Ravens. He would have something like, you know, a 0.7, you know, touchdowns, which to me translated that he was going to get 70% chance of catching a touchdown. And the reason why I think Frank's tweet is so good is that they're fun to play. People love those first player to score a touchdown props, anytime touchdown props. There's a reason why they pay three to one, two, you know, like 250 to one. There's a reason for that. It's because they're hard to predict. If predicting, or in this case, gambling on which player is going to score a touchdown were so easy, there, there's a reason why there's not a no button. I'll, I'll just I'll leave it at that. There's a reason that there's not like like a point spread. You know, you got the the Packers going to Tampa Bay. The Packers are getting two points. You can pick a side. You can pick the Tampa Bay side. You can pick the Green Bay side. You can pick the money line where there's no point spread involved. There's a reason why on these anytime touchdown props, there's not a will Devontae Adams score a touchdown? Yes or no? Minus 110. And the reason why they know they have an advantage, even though they're quote unquote giving you better odds, it's just a horrible way to do it. Now, people love betting parlays, I guess more power to you, but I feel like if they're advertising the parlay, they want you to bet the parlay, it's because they have a positive expected value EV, a positive EV on those same game parlays. 
So Frank nailed it. It is an unpopular opinion. You might even say, oh, Memphis, I like betting anytime. That's fine. As long as you realize the odds long-term are not in your favor to win and and you're doing it for entertainment. You're, 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 it, it's like going to a movie. Instead of paying like, what, 10, 12 bucks to go see the latest movie, uh, if you take your kids, your wife, your significant other, you're probably looking at 30, 40, 50, maybe even 100 bucks if like a family of four or five go. And if that's your entertainment for the weekend, firing off four or five anytime touchdown props, good on you. But there's more ways to sustain that fun, have action on the games than betting anytime touchdown props. Uh, yardage props, reception props, things like that are much more predictable, right? Uh, a running back, Christian McCaffrey, has a strong track record of catching passes. At least he used to before Baker Mayfield took over as the quarterback, but he's got a strong track record of catching passes. He might be playing a defense that is susceptible to giving up passes. There's more data that will steer you in the direction of making better bets on your favorite player beyond the anytime touchdown. Frank Amarante nailed this one. It is unpopular, but he is right. Avoid those any time touchdown props or just, just bad action. And that was good people. And in this case, good tweets, good people, good tweets with Frank. But that whole segment is brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Uh, of course, that's where we're conducting all of our leagues. Uh, we're up to 18. Uh, there's a Devi league out there. there. There's all kinds of action. If, if you're looking for a great space, um, and I can give you a ton of referrals, um, paid on time, paid early, not having to hunt me down. I hunt you down to make sure you get paid on time. That's important when you're in a dynasty league. Uh, the one-on-one -on -one advice just before I hit record tonight, I was answering a question about whether or not I would want Amon Ross St. Brown, or would I want Rashad Bateman and a Debbie second? Those are the kind of questions that I answer for our patrons, patreon.com. Then there's the group chat. The group chat's great, especially on the weekends. Double that on Sunday. Sunday, I've given up the live show we used to do last season on Sundays. And I just literally sat around and helped with start sit questions. We, we just talk trade. And if you want to be in a group chat and you want to be involved where you'll get more than a one or two word answer or maybe a, a choppy sentence, come on over, hang out, just, just, just sign up, come over for the month of October. October will be here on Saturday. Sign up on Saturday. Well, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you can sign up now. But sign up for a month. Hop in one month. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. Get the hell out of there. What, what Memphis said it was. But give us a try. Hang out one month. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So let's get into this. Um, this is the This Is How We Do It segment. Um, this is some of the Dynasty things that I do. Uh, in, in my dynasty leagues, I'm not going to go in depth because there was a patron post on Tuesday night that went in depth in this, but I will give you the basic nuts and bolts. And that is now is the time if you've made the decision that you're not competing and you should have a pretty good feel. You're not competing. Now is the time to start moving those veterans um, Aaron Jones, I, I traded him today. Keenan Allen traded him today. IDP League traded Casey Hayward today. 
moving those veterans, getting some draft picks while the contenders are contending. Because you know what's going to happen a week from now, two weeks from now, more GMs in your league are going to decide that, hey, I'm not contending. And I want to move a resurging Adam Thielen. I want to move Alvin Kamara. I want to move Matt Ryan. I want to move all of these guys. And what that does is, A, it floods the market. Because you went from maybe three or four teams selling off veteran assets, looking for young players or picks, and now all of a sudden you've got six teams. And then it becomes seven teams. And then it becomes eight teams. And then you are all shopping your wares, your, your product, if you will. You're shopping that to the same three or four GMs. They have less picks. Their picks are not as good. And, and now's an opportunity to, if you've decided that, hey, I'm out of the running, Go start looking at your league standings. Go see that GM that's in seventh, sixth, fifth place. Go look at those GMs and go start looking for their draft picks. More than likely, what's going to happen, they're going to sustain another injury or two. You're going to wind up getting a first or a second or whatever pick you get is going to be much more aligned in the, the middle of the draft. So you may be you know, having that conversation with that GM that says, Hey, you know what? If you wind up getting, you know, in the top three, I'm getting the 110, 111, 112. When in all actuality, if the bottom falls out of this thing and they finish seventh, eighth, maybe even ninth, you could wind up with the 104, 105. And in a super flex league, an IDP league, even a one QB league, if you wind up wind up with anything in the top six or seven, you're going to be doing real good. But if you wait, if you're like, well, you know, mm, ah, mm, ah, mm, mm. I'm going to go one more week. It's, it's one more week too many. Because if you have to squint and look at your roster three times and go, yeah, mm, I, mm, yeah, I can compete, you really can't. And you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not tearing it down to the studs and, and doing a complete rebuild. It's like, fuck it, I, I, I can't win this year. You know, that was the team that I did, and I went into depth in this. I was like, got second two years ago, got third or fourth. I can't remember last year in this league, but this year between injuries and just underperformance, I'm going to pull the plug now. I'm going to be a week too early than a week too late and let more people get in on the action. That is the, uh, that is the this is how we do it segment of the week. Um, the old, what would it take? What would it take for you to move? A superstar. Uh, I'm I'm going to jump in with one. I'm going to jump in with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I wanted to go with a Colt. Uh, it was between him and Michael Pittman. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to pivot. I'm doing this on the fly. I have some notes here on Jonathan Taylor, what I want. But I want to talk about Michael Pittman. I was in one of my group chats. And someone asked for us in the group to rank the following three guys. Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, and Javante Williams. Now, for me, it was pretty pretty clear Javante Williams. And, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know Melvin Gordon's still in the way, but that's okay. You know, we're talking about a year two back that everyone, not named Nathaniel Hackett, believes should be the primary ball carrier in Denver. And he's still getting a majority of the snaps after after three weeks. But for me, I would have Javante Williams just ahead of Michael Pittman. And I know a lot of people like T. Higgins. 
I don't think I don't have T. Higgins remotely close to Michael Pittman. And the the difference is target competition. You know, M- Michael Pittman has nobody. Paris Campbell has been healthy through three weeks, not target competition. Alex Pierce, Alec, Alec with a C as opposed to Alex with a with an X. But Alec Pierce flashes, but he's like a, a deep threat best ball type play. Uh, saw some flashes from Jelani Woods, game winner on Sunday versus the Chiefs. I mean, okay, but by and large, the Colts don't splurge big in free agency, especially on the offensive side of the ball, at least at the skill positions. You, you know they're going to be potentially looking at long-term quarterback in the first round. You know, Michael Pittman feels super safe. I like T. Higgins, and I would love T. Higgins if it wasn't for a guy maybe you've heard of him. His name's Jamar Chase. Now, I know that T. Higgins uh, had a good week this week. He, he barely missed out on a touchdown, had almost 100 yards receiving, and, and that came at the expense of Jamar Chase, but that's kind of the point. It's kind of the point. Michael Pittman doesn't have a Jamar Chase. He doesn't even have a second T. T. Higgins. He doesn't even have a, a Tyler Boyd. There is really no one in that offense catching a bunch of passes, and I don't think Naheem Hines has really caught a bunch. So for me, it's pretty simple. So what, what would it – oh, and then, by the way, so there you go. That was my ranking of those three guys. Javante Williams by a hair because of the scarcity at the running back position. Then Michael Pittman. Then a pretty significant gap. Then T. Higgins. That's how I would rank those guys. What would it take for me to move Michael Pittman right now? Um, probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but this is what I would want, and this is what it would take. For me to to move, I would want a first and like an Elijah Moore. And I know that's going to sound crazy. It's going to sound out, but but that's what I want. What what do I hope Elijah Moore becomes? I hope he becomes the lead dog in that in that offense. But just like T. Higgins, he has to compete with Garrett Wilson, who showed he's pretty damn good at football. You know, Tyler Conklin involved a lot in the, the passing game at the tight end position. We hope Tyler Conklin continues to stay involved once Zach Wilson comes back. Will Elijah Moore hyper-focus, excuse me, will Zach Wilson hyper-focus on Elijah Moore? Maybe. I, I don't know. But that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a young, somewhat unproven wide receiver asset and draft capital. Would I take, I would probably add, like I would try to add only a third to Pittman and I'd love to get a Chris Alave, but it's going to be hard to get Alave after the weekend he just had uh, against the the Panthers. I mean, he had over 120 some odd yards receiving, looked really really good. And I know Michael Thomas came out and looked strong in Week One, but I think it's only a matter of time before this is Chris Alave's team. But those are the kind of guys I want. I want guys with maybe a few more question marks, and not a lot of more question marks, and additional draft capital. I'm trying to get that 23 first because as we get deeper in the season, the harder it's going to be to pry those away. So that's what I would want. I would want another young-ish, talented receiver with some upside and additional draft capital for the the third-year veteran that is Michael Pittman, who's performed. You know, he missed one game with the quad injury, but even in a bad game in in a matchup, and everybody knows he's getting the ball, right? He continues to perform. I think he had 16 PPR points this past week. So pretty uh, pretty easy for me. That's what it would take. I would want a first-plus talent 
for Michael Pittman Jr. A seller's market. Um, this is where we talk about a guy who uh, I'm looking to ride the wave of popularity and momentum. And for me, I actually made a trade involving this guy today. For me, it's Aaron Jones. Um, not the best game coming off of the game against Tampa Bay, but A, Tampa Bay is one of the best defenses in all of the NFL. B, the game was in Tampa Bay. And C, it was super low scoring. So we've seen highs, we've seen lows, but what I'm selling Aaron Jones on to fellow GMs, especially those contending, those that continue to lose running backs or have running backs that are underproducing right now, is I'm selling a guy that can, that can win you a week. It was just two weeks ago against the Bears that he posted 30-plus PPR points, and that week would have clearly have been a league or a week-winning league. Words. Words are not always easy for your boy here. It would have been a week-winning week in a set-your-lineup seasonal format league. So I'm advocating that. Um, I actually traded him today straight up for a 23 first. I project all first to be a mid unless the team's just like stacked. And so I took a mid first for Aaron Jones. I ran it through the DTC and the first is worth about 25% more than Aaron Jones. But the, the GM in question is a contender. He had two 2023 firsts. And it was a pretty easy deal. I looked in my inbox, 23 first, didn't even look at the record because this person does have two and pretty snap except. I'm not going to go into it because it was tied to that Patreon pod I mentioned earlier in the show, but those 2017 running backs are at the top of my sell list right now. So for me to get a first for Aaron Jones, for a guy that when I push the button, on that rookie pick I got today. When I push that button on that pick, Aaron Jones will be getting ready to go on to his seventh year in the NFL. He'll be going into his age 28 season. And pretty easy choice for me. I um, I moved Aaron Jones for a first. I would suggest that if you're not contending, you do the same. And I am not recommending that you buy him for more than a second. Would I give two seconds? Yeah, maybe, maybe, but but I, I'm definitely not going a top 12 pick or a top 16, whatever, whatever your format is. All right, this next segment, this is actually someone that I recommended buying way earlier in the summer. I mentioned it on Twitter. I mentioned it in our Patreon, and it's Devin Duvernay. Again, just a, not spectacular, but just a guy that with bye weeks coming around the corner, I think he scored 10.8 points against the New England Patriots. He's going to be a guy. Is is it going to be always great? No. But just a, a cheap wide receiver um, that I like. Um, I'm looking at my notes. I, ha I had him on there. Uh, I had Alec Pierce on there. I had uh, Miles Sanders. We talked about Miles Sanders a couple of weeks ago. But those are just a couple of names. Um, I've been burned to date, um, not had a lot of luck with a guy like Austin Hooper, but A, we're only three weeks into the season, and B, that's why when I tell you to buy somebody, I'm telling you to buy somebody cheap. I don't, I, I don't mind paying market if the market's a third. I don't mind paying market 
if the market is a contender second. I do not like paying market when the the asking price is a first or a first this year and a first next year or a first and a player. I, 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 I don't ever like operating that way. We're in season, and even from a dynasty standpoint, we're looking at what kind of points can I get. If I'm going to move a pick, I'm not moving first. Uh, every trade that I've had asking me for a first, about 95% of them I've rejected because all I'm looking for is how do I acquire points in my lineup on a contender week to week. I don't want to spend a first. I think I've made that clear. I, I want to spend a second, a third, a fourth, and I'm just looking for anybody with a little upside. If Even if you don't have DeAndre Swift, is it going to hurt you if a non-contender has Jamal uh, has uh, Jamal Williams on their roster? Is it going to hurt you to go off for a third? They may snap it up so quick it'd make your head spin. Why not? You're going to be able to use them for the next couple of weeks, and and maybe it gets you over the hump. Maybe you have an underperforming RB one type that you would like to get. You know, a little bit more points. That's what we're chasing, right? Points. Maybe you've been underwhelmed by uh, a Cam Akers. And he had a better week last week. But, you know, Jamal Williams, can I guarantee multiple touchdowns every game like he had last weekend? No. But is he going to be useful for the next month? Yes. Will I trade you a 23 third for usefulness over the next month? Sure. So so those are the kind of guys, Devin Duvernay, uh, if, if anything happens to Rashad Bateman and I don't want to be anti-Rashad Bateman. I'm not a pro-Rashad Bateman guy to begin with. But this is what happens when you go two for 59 without the touchdown. The touchdown in week one, ironically, he also had two for 59. The touchdown that week bailed him out, and he didn't get the touchdown this week. And when, when, you're, when your quarterback is throwing four touchdowns and you get two for 59, it tells you how up and down the season can be. So, you can go out and buy Rashad Bateman and pay a first plus, or you can go out and throw a couple of low ball picks, a couple of thirds at Devin Duvernay and potentially have that same range of outcomes with him. So that's why I had him in, in my, uh, in, in, in my, my buying window. It's a buyer's market. I'm buying Devin Duvernay. All right, and let's take this one home on a trade. You know, that's what we've been focusing on here in the offseason. Let's go one from the people. Let's go from the patron. And this trade is from Neil. And Neil says, receive Kenneth Gainwell and Darnell Mooney. Send Romeo Dubes. And I know, I know it's pronounced Dobbs, but it's Dubes on this show. Uh, for, for me, if... I'm taking Dobbs. I just am. I think you're going to get the rest of this year with with Aaron Rodgers. He's You're going to get next year more than likely with Aaron Rodgers. And I just don't know what I'm getting in Chicago. It's pretty clear in Philadelphia that if Sanders is healthy, he's going to get the at least a 50%-ish share of the running back work. And then it's going to be Boston Scott and – Kenneth Gainwell mixing it in after that. So this is like a seasonal trade to me. 
And the person who seems to have the most long-term upside of that group is Romeo Dobbs. You know, if, if he establishes himself as the one the rest of the season, I'm looking at what you acquired him for in 2022 versus what your cash out could be. Because the likelihood, I mean, we know Green Bay's track record of, of bringing in free agent wide receivers as well as drafting them. They hardly ever had up until this year, you know, with Dubes and, and Christian Watson in there. They, they may bring in another veteran type guy in, in the offseason, but, you know, Dubes could have a good run. He could, I don't want to go as far as to call him Amon Ross St. Brown this year, but he's the guy who, after half a season of rapport building, trust building with Aaron Rodgers, he could be the guy who maybe has an Amon Ra St. Brown light, not like, as in like 70% of what Amon Ra did last year down the stretch. Maybe that could be Romeo Dubes. And I think the Bears are going to have a shit pile of cap space next year. They're going to have extra draft capital. They gave up a second. Or excuse me, they got a second when they gave up Khalil Mack. And the Chargers are currently one and two. A lot of injuries, not trending great there. Maybe that second's a top, you know, a, a, a top, you know, 50 pick. That could be a wide receiver on top of their own second, on top of their own first. And I just don't love what I've seen so far out of this passing game with, with Justin Fields. So, so many more questions, so little upside, especially going down the stretch. What's it worth now? And what's it worth at the end of the season? That's how I have to look at it. Do I see these as stocks that have the ability to trend up or the ability to trend down? And I think the only side of this trade that has any ability to trend up without significant injury, I guess Gainwell could go up if you were to have another Sanders injury. But knowing what I know today, I would much rather have Romeo Dubes than I would rather have the combination of Kenneth Gainwell and I, I don't even remember who the hell else it was because, oh, Darnell Mooney. It, it wasn't that spectacular. See, you see how forgettable Darnell Mooney is? And speaking of forgettable, I'm going to get out of here so you can forget about listening to any more of this podcast. But I do want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please check out the patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And don't be afraid to stop over at Hate Brand Goods. Uh, they have an app. Go to the App Store, Google Play, Apple Search H-V-I-I-I. You go in there. You check out the shop, all the stuff. Uh, I'm wearing the T-shirt right now, and it's good stuff. It's quality. It's comfy. It's unique, and it's got a message. You know, it, it means the, the ability to push yourself to do more, and that's why I rock with Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. He's a good dude, great message, and even better apparel. Or maybe he's a better guy. I don't know. But speaking of better people, that's what you guys are. Head over to iTunes. You're at the end of the show. Leave us a five-star review. Go on to I go on to YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment, rate and review everywhere. I'm going to try to find a co-host. I'm going to try to do a Wednesday night show. Double down, double dip of the Dynasty War Zone. Thanks for giving me a half hour of your life. I'll see you back here real soon. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. 
the member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.